The Gospel reading for this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, beginning in the 10th chapter at the 17th verse. Mark wrote these things. As Jesus went out into the street, a man came running up, greeted him with great reverence, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus said, Why are you calling me good? No one is good, only God. You know the commandments, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat. Honor your father and mother. He said, teacher, I have from my youth kept them all. And Jesus looked him hard in the eye and loved him. He said, there's one thing left. Go and sell whatever you own and give it to the poor. All your wealth will then be heavenly wealth. And come and follow me. And the man's face clouded over. This was the last thing he expected to hear. And he walked off with a heavy heart. He was holding on tight to a lot of things. And not about to let go. So looking at his disciples, Jesus said, do you have any idea how difficult it is for people who have it all to enter God's kingdom? And the disciples couldn't believe what they were hearing, but Jesus kept on. You can't imagine how difficult. I'd say it's easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for the rich to get into God's kingdom. And that set the disciples back on their heels then who has any chance at all, they asked. And Jesus was blunt. No chance at all if you think you can pull it off all by yourself. Every chance in the world if you let God do it. And Peter tried another angle. Well, you know, Lord, we've left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, mark my words, No one who sacrifices house, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, land, whatever, because of me and the message, will lose out. They'll get it all back, but multiplied many times in homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land, but also in troubles, and then the bonus of eternal life. This is once again the great reversal. Many who are first will end up last, and the last first. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Treasure is gold and silver, frankincense and myrrh. Treasure is to have and to hold till death do us part. Treasure is family heirlooms offering precious memories. Treasure is life. Come to this time together bringing treasure, seeking treasure. Come you who are treasured beyond your knowing. Be present in this time and place. Amen.
Now Jesus is approached by a rich young man who is fairly convinced, I think, that he has the gift of eternal life in his grasp, or perhaps somewhat in reach. He says that he has kept all of the commandments, yet he asks Jesus if there is anything else that he needs to do to attain eternal life. He believes that he has read and followed the treasure map to eternal life. He just needs to be certain. I think he's much like many of us today. We live our lives, we go to work or school, we try to be honest. We will help someone when they need it. We live basically good, moral lives. We don't steal, we don't kill. And because of that, we are fairly certain that we too have followed the treasure map to eternal life. And furthermore, I've known people, perhaps you have too, who say that they don't need to be Christians or to go to church because they are just as good as Uncle Pete or Aunt Matilda who do go to church. In fact, some people say that they are even morally better than church goers. And you know what? It just might be. A good many people believe that their private morality will afford them, no, earn them, eternal life. They believe that if they are honest, don't cuss, smoke, drink, chew, or go out with those who do, they will find the treasure of eternal life. Are you starting to get the root of the problem here? We have convinced ourselves that doing good things makes us good. But Jesus points out that no one is good except God. No matter how many commandments we obey, no matter how closely we follow the treasure map, we will never ever be good enough. You see, in reality, even though he was convinced that he had a corner on this, the young man did have some problems with the commandments, even though he thought he had it locked. Jesus looked at him and loved him. You know, there's just one thing left. Go and sell what you have and give the money to the poor and your wealth will become heavenly wealth. And then come and follow me. And the man's face clouded over. He walked off with a heavy heart because in reality he was holding tight to a lot of things and he couldn't let them go. He still put things, worldly things, before truly following the Lord. He was disappointed because he had convinced himself that he was more worthy, that he was better than he actually was. A mangy looking guy walked into a classy restaurant and he ordered a steak. And the waitress said, well, I'm sorry, but I don't think you can pay for your meal. And the guy admits, well, you're right. I don't have any money, but if I show you something you haven't seen before, will you give me my supper? And the waitress, both curious and compassionate, said, only if it isn't risque. Deal, said the guy. And he reached into his pocket and he pulled out a hamster and he put the hamster on the floor and it ran across the room directly to the piano. And the hamster then proceeded to climb up the piano and started playing Gershwin songs. 
And the waitress said, you know what, you're right. I have never seen anything like that before. That hamster is very good on the piano. And the guy sat back and enjoyed a fine steak dinner with all of the trimmings. And shortly thereafter, he asked the waitress, can I have a piece of that fine blueberry pie that I saw on the dessert cart over there? Well, only if you have another miracle up your sleeve, said the waitress. So the guy reached into his coat and he pulled out a frog. Then he put the frog on the table and the frog started to sing up a storm. And a stranger from a nearby table ran over to the guy and offered him $300 for the frog. And the guy said, it's a deal. And he took the $300 and gave the stranger the frog. And the stranger ran out of the restaurant with dollar bill signs in his eyes and a big smile on his face. And the waitress said to the guy, are you some kind of nut? You sold a singing frog for $300? It must have been worth millions. No, said the guy, the hamster is also a ventriloquist. <laughs> you know, the frog wasn't quite as good as the stranger who bought it believed that it was. The frog's goodness was a fraud. And like the frog, our goodness is often thought to be grander than it actually is. It's easy to look good if we compare ourselves to murderers and terrorists. But what happens when we compare ourselves to the only good one? The living God. So in this story we find that even though this rich young man believes that he is good and that he has obeyed God perfectly, we see that he really puts his money and possessions before God. He was self-reliant, assured of his own goodness, trusted in himself, always obeyed the Ten Commandments, therefore he believed he had eternal life, but the fact was, he never even got beyond commandment one. He placed things before following Jesus. And then Jesus turned to the disciples, he says, do you have any idea how hard it is for people who have it all to enter God's kingdom? You just can't imagine how difficult it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. So I think it's easy for most of us to hear this because we certainly don't believe that we are wealthy. We aren't the rich that Jesus is talking about here. But folks, even the poorest person in the United States of America is rich compared to the poorest people in most parts of the world. People who live in clay shacks and tents because they can't afford any permanent structure made of wood or concrete. Parents who are watching their children starve because they can't afford to feed them. People dying of cholera and hepatitis because they don't have access to clean drinking water. So I propose to you this morning that we might just be the rich that Jesus was referring to when he talked about that camel and eye of the needle part. In essence, Jesus was saying, ain't happening. He was saying that we are not worthy of the kingdom of God. No matter how good we may think we are, we just aren't. So, so far, 
Seems like a good lot of bad news this morning. So no one is getting eternal life. Everything is hopeless. But please wait just one more minute. Jesus does not end his teaching on that sad note. The whole point is, you have no chance at all if you think you can do it yourself. Every chance in the world, if you just let God do it. So I think we need to more fully rely on God and God's goodness. We need to learn the only way that we truly become good, and we need to do it. And I believe we become good by accepting and believing in and following Jesus. It is his goodness on which we, we rely, because Jesus says no one is good but God. You see, it's only by depending on the grace of God through Jesus Christ that we can truly find eternal life on our treasure map. And that, my treasured ones, is indeed good news for us this morning and each and every day that is granted to us by this incredible, amazing God. <laughs> Amen. Um.